Know Thyself is dedicated to the exploration of the most rewarding task an individual can ever embark on, the journey to find oneself. Our intention is to investigate the universal principles that have equipped our species to seek the treasure of all treasures, self-knowledge. With your host, Daniel Powinski and Eduardo Manteca, this is the Know Thyself Podcast. Cool. Your audio sounds good. Are you comfortable where check, you are? Check. I think so, man. I think this is perfect. Sweet. Okay. So we're rolling. Uh, hey, welcome to the Know That Self <laughs> podcast. I'm here with Daniel. Hello. I'm Eduardo. Oh, man. It uh, feels like, again, forever since we went right back onto the path of the seven steps of alchemy. And, you know, now we're on the fourth so it's pretty great how all this is unfolding realistically with the lessons and other things that I was reading last night before going to bed. And it does something super interesting learning these seven stages because you kind of really start to be able to put things together. I think the first three, I'm like, okay, this is a lot to take in. But now that the fourth is here, I'm like, okay, wow. Like it's really starting to show more of what we're going to look at to continue ascending, right? Uh, and the next and the next steps ahead. So I don't want it to end. So I know that we'll have a lot of things. I don't. I know we'll have a lot of things uh, after we can uh, complete the seven stages of alchemy. But it's just like it's really um, just so uh, relatable to to my my time right now in life, and and of course like other people who are listening. So you know, again, that's why when I sit here with you, man, and we get right to it, I'm trying to compose all my thoughts because you know keeping it simple is, is difficult for me sometimes but uh so we're gonna move into conjunction uh without further ado and i'm gonna obviously pass the mic over here to daniel but um you know what's really cool about this is looking into the birth of our true self and then the divine union of opposites is something that i was uh reading here with the psychological definition of it. In this case, I, I took it from a, a lot of different sources and then just kind of, you know, read and rewrote what I thought might uh, come up a lot in this conversation. But before we go into those conversations, let's define conjunction a little more, cool. right? Let's go into this fourth step and um, take it away, man. Awesome. Great introduction, man. Yeah, no. And you Good know what? I, I really like how you resonate how you spoke about and you brought up how learning this makes everything else like almost a finer relatability. For sure. You know what I mean? Like you look at all spirituals. One of the great things about alchemy is it's just like this universal key for all of spirituality. I like that. Yes. Yes. You know, so as you learn alchemy, you learn so much about every other sacred path or study mm-hmm. or mystery school. And it's it's just it's it is fascinating because you start looking at Eastern culture, you start looking at Western yep. culture, you know, all aspects, pre-colonial cultures. Yeah. Well, it used to feel very macro. Now, kind of seems a little more um, attainable to sort of take in, and as far as it's like the retention that you might get from a definition or the understanding truly of what it is, versus before, I'm like, oh man, if I'm going to take a a big you know, step into Eastern mysticism, let's just say, like you were just saying, you're like, where do I start? But right. if you like immediately start reading, you're like, oh, okay, here we're yeah, back. I recognize these principles. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's what it is, alchemy's principles. And that's where you build your foundation off of. So again, it's it's so exciting to be 
to acquire this understanding and to really in, instill this understanding in yourself because you go whatever path you want to go from here. You know, you might have, like, sometimes I'm really, really studying Gnosticism. Sometimes I'm really studying Druidism. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes I'm really studying Eastern mysticism. And when you see the same blossom happening in all these different cultures and you see this, this, this flowering of this understanding, it, it almost makes you feel, I don't want to say like confident in the inf- information, but it's just, it's reassuring and it's, it's, a, yes. it's like a real realization yes. that this is true. You're absolutely right, man. You know, that's an exactly internal- what I'm referring to, man. Yeah. You're spot on right there. That's you know? what brings comfort to it. It's just like, oh, this is so reassuring. Right. And yeah. that's what's great about this phase is this conjunction phase because now we're dealing with the fourth element of earth. Right. We've manifested peace through the expression of our consciousness of thought, emotion, and action. So this is the fruit of our labors. So we went through this whole process of alchemy, which was the throwing out of the that lower ego, right? Mm-hmm. That false king. We went on that personal crusade, that internal jihad. You know, we not only burnt it in the fire, we washed it in the water, mm-hmm. and then we gave life to it through our breath. Well, now this is the manifestation. This is the fourth step. This is it, this is the fruit of the labor. So if you've gone through those three phases of consciousness and you've purified them, if if we know consciousness in the material world is created from our thoughts, our emotions, and our actions, if those are purified, it's an input processing output system. So mm-hmm. you've created peace internally. So of course you're going to see peace in your external environment. Right. And that's what's so unique about this conjunction. And that's why they call it the lesser stone, like you were speaking of. Because in this conjunction step, we are bearing fruit to our labor. You know, you reap what you sow. So if you reap peace, love, and wisdom, that's what you sow is peace, love, and wisdom. Right. So this is really the completion of almost a new individual on this below realm. Right. And you're right. We're going to take the next steps are going to be in the above. And we're going to kind of talk about what that aspect is. But this is really, this is probably what a lot of people almost mistake, not, I want to say mistake, but a lot of people just get to this step and this mm-hmm. is like the peak of their spiritual enlightenment. Yes. Which is to get even to this stage though, is an honor. You know, most of like we spoke about a lot of people are stuck between those first two stages and they don't really know how to do that third stage. They don't have the courage to actually make that happen. So they stay kind of within those three steps, their ex- entire existence. So to make it to this step of conjunction is, there is like a reward that comes, but it's the lesser stone. Like right. There's still more to do. Yeah. Right. And, um, but it does, it brings this balance. It brings this peace. It really brings, like you were said, the coming together of polarities of our personality. Right. There's that um, crucifixion, right? So we got like, the verticals and horizontal lines crossing, intersecting, right? Right. So I think you're right. People will stop there because that is a very accomplishing stage in your life if you get to that. But, you know, as you're saying, it doesn't, it doesn't end there. Right. Because, you know, what we really do here is we, we open ourselves up to a sensitivity to start really attracting finer substance into our life. Mm. And that pull is what's going to really kind of be that pull up. Because remember, we kind of talk about that spirit. And when we really have unified the soul and the spirit right. with this great marriage, the coming together of the polarities, we really kind of almost give 
birth to this new ascension plan and this deeper understanding and this oneness. And we'll kind of get into this oneness because as you have this birth of the lesser stone, the marriage of the sun and the moon, you also have the development of the over-self. And we'll kind of get into that towards the end, but that's really how this new conscious individual as yourself is going to interact in reality. Mm-hmm. And you almost we've spoke about this before, but you almost become the watcher of yourself. And we'll kind of talk about how that develops. We're not going to jump right away into that because there's some information we should cover before. Right. But just so we know where we're going, but this is, this is a very, if we did those first three operations correctly, right? this could be a very rewarding time for somebody. This is a very, there's a peace, calmness that kind of comes with this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's, it is, it's the empowerment of the true self. So it's the union of both the masculine and the feminine aspects of our consciousness. So we really have that, you know, that blending of that analytical, willful, willful male component, but equally balanced with that intuitive, holistic aspect of right. the feminine component. You know, so it's really the coming uh, coming together of these like previously opposing forces. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's. Um, you know, and it, it's interesting too because we have that piece because how these two components of consciousness, this masculine and this feminine principle, were in us before is they're usually at war with themselves, or one's entirely dormant and one has just completely taken over the other. So you, when we're talking about this balancing, and I would really kind of reference back to our episode on polar polarization. Mm-hmm. Because that's the aspect that we're kind of really mastering in this in this step, right? Because right. we're we're bringing together the polar opposites of ourselves, so it's all about polarization. And there's a the lower ego because it always wanted to keep you distracted would use that polarization to create static and noise. Mm-hmm. So it's always bouncing left, right, left, right, left, right, right, and it's always just kind of making sure there's more noise so you're not consciously aware of the situation. Because if you become consciously aware of the situation, you see that lower ego. Right. Right. That's the steps we were just kind of working on. So what's kind of happening here is when we really talk about this depolarization, we're just now getting into that center spot. And what we're really kind of seeing right now is instead of being attached to these lower level vibrations of the lower ego and these patterns and the pendulum of the lower ego, we're now opening ourselves up to a sensitivity to align ourselves with the great pendulum, Mm -hmm. the one pendulum. Okay. And that's the force that controls everything. So everything almost starts vibrating at the same, at the same level. So, because you talk to occultists about this and they sometimes they get really, they get almost like they get back offish when you talk about depolarization because like, no polarization, we need polarity to manifest and right. to create reality. And that's absolutely tr- tr- true. But you still are dealing with that component. It's just a much slower, deeper, higher aspect of a pendulum. Right. And it's everything. It's like the vibration of everything and the vibration of everything is almost vibrating at the same thing that there's a stillness that comes with it. Mm-hmm. So this manifestation of this piece of this, the depolarization of ourselves. And remember we almost talked about like 
Bugs Bunny as the character right. of a depolarized individual, right? Nothing, their, their emotions, they still have emotions and they still have thoughts, but they just don't attach themselves to it. They actually watch, watch it rise up and then they will interpret it through that thought, emotion, and action, put it through the system, and then decide how they react. But they don't just no, get swept away yeah. by their thoughts, get swept away by their emotions. Well, it relates to the observer effect that we're talking about, because right. that's what he's doing. He understands mm-hmm. the situation has no end to, um, at least it has no um, influence that he can change. So he can't really change the outcome uh in a way, as far as another person's opinion and the character that he plays. So he changes the situation altogether mm-hmm. by just being like whatever right. side he ends up being on. And it kind of just, you know, works in his favor, but I don't think he's like committed a hundred percent. So that's a great example. I totally forgot that we talked about that character that is Bugs Bunny, but go on. Yeah. So really, you know, this, this pendulum, this vibration, right. is just this, it's this new pattern it's this new true personality that starts to develop when we incorporate those dormant aspects and those hidden aspects of our consciousness and the aspects of that male components that we left, which is, you know, will, you know, things like um, bravery mm-hmm. and things like that, you know, being analytical, but being assertive as well and getting things done. So we really have this, this combination, this new pattern, this new vibration and you almost have with this birth of a new self, like a a new personality that's being formed. So there, that's why a lot of times when you're in this stage, although it's very blissful, you're still kind of meant to like kind of get out into nature, mm. and kind of get connected, but you're almost reintroducing introducing yourself to your true self, right? Because you've kept this dormant for so long, mm-hmm. right? It's kind of lived under the shadows. So there's like this stage of almost just like finding out who you truly are, you know? And it, a lot of times it's this independent thing you kind of go on, but again, it's, there's excitement that comes out of this step. For sure. Right? For sure. So, yeah, so we just see the blossoming of this true character. So so now the adept is actually ready for the journey to the above, above like the above realm, because the lesser, the lesser stone's gonna, it's gonna really offer us this capacity for this finer sensitivity of these finer substances and the perception of finer substances, as well as the capacity, is going to continue to increase as we keep going through this. Right. Right? So we're opening up this new sensitivity, and now that we're able to perceive this and actually recognize this, this is now going to be the energy that we aspire to ascend up on. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. So it's, you know, it's just, again, it's that... It's that it's that oneness and all this vibration almost becomes like one and we have this this repolarization and these manifested shifts are just becoming one kind of within yeah. us. Right. Well, I like this since the beginning we've talked about this, but this union of the above and the below, as said before, um, you know, between spirit and then what's matter. Uh, I love that you've been we have been speaking about this, but you've presented this a lot in different um episodes of the podcast and so here we see it in full force happening um before the the individual taking the steps you know what i mean right um so yeah i like that the when you talked about the marriage of the sun and the moon i like that you're talking about the female and the and the and the male coming together um but as a new self that's super imperative because you made it through these steps so 
continue on, man. I love what you're saying. Cause I really do like that. Um, it's important to bring up that it's not just the understanding of both energies having to work in conjunction, but both energies having to work in conjunction into a new host that has an understanding right. of like, okay, I could, I'm a new individual based on the steps I've taken to this point. Now let's bring this all together. Cause I mean, um, what is it that alchemists do chemically speaking with, with all of this, right? They've, they've purified everything and then now they're, they're assimilating now with right. the best of the best, right? Is that what's yeah. going on? Yeah. You know, and that's great. That's a great time to bring that up because what are they doing? You mm-hmm. know, because again, we burnt it away to an ash. We kind of dissolved it in water. Like we talk about with the Kool-Aid, mm-hmm. right? And then we brought air through it. Right. And we separated the parts that we want to left over. So now this is all the essences that are left over. So this isn't a, this isn't a time of, you know, going through that calcination and burning through your thoughts. It's not an emotional time. Again, it's, it's more of just the putting together and what pieces are we going to kind of put together. And, And so this is also why you are brought into nature and you kind of have this quiet time because it's not only getting to know yourself, but you put it the best with this conjunction. It's putting those pieces together and see in essence is that you just never even knew were there mm-hmm. about yourself, you know, and starting to put that together. So it's, you're right. We have this, this birth of this, this new sovereign self, right? The birth of the King, right? right? The divine child. And it's the birth between the sun and the moon. Right. And that's, and you know, it's so interesting when we even think about, you know, the brain aspect, because this realm, this is the end of the realm happening here on the physical and we complete the brain. So in the first three steps, we worked on the triune brain, right? So the first step, we worked on that neocortex, which is your thoughts, right? Right. Which is the scarecrow and the wizard of Oz. And then we worked on the second step. We worked on the emotions, which is the limbic system, which was dissolution, right? Which was the tin man. Then the third step, we worked on the R complex, Mm -hmm. which is action, right? And that was going to be separation, which remember was ruled by iron. And it was the, it was kind of that last crusade against everything that was left over. Right. And so what we've done is we've completed the triune brain through the first three steps. And then obviously the R complex and Wizard of Oz is recognized by the lion. So we've completed those first three steps of the triune brain. So what we're doing now is we're coming back up. And we're balancing out that neocortex, the sun and the moon within us, mm. right? And this mm. is the temple of Solomon, right? And we spoke about that before. Sol is Sol, you know, sun, and then Mon is moon, and then O is and. So it's the sun and the moon. So it's the coming together of the divine parents, the celestial parents, to give birth to this divine son or divine daughter, which is the lesser stone, right? And then this is where the rest of the journey is going to come out from, but we've now we've completed the whole brain. Right. Right. We've completed this, this spiritual almost receptor because that's really what it is. You know, it's, it's more of a frequency that you tune your brain into, to tap into the spiritual information. You know, it's like, there's a really strong signal, but if you don't have the receptor for right. it, you're not going to pick up the signal. Right, right. You know, which is like what you see people living in that limbic area, where or in the reptilian, mm-hmm. um, they're just not really being channeled or not connecting to that source that we're talking about. That's you know waiting for them to just be like picked up by their antenna, but they just haven't even constructed that yet. Right. So how would you even receive right. that information? Yeah. No. So yeah, that makes sense. Right. And so, so yeah, we're completing the work in the below and remember as above, so below. So 
if we were dealing with Terra right now, we would be dealing, this would be the minor arcana that we we're getting done with. So now what we're going to be transitioning to after this is going to be the major arcana. Mm-hmm. And that's like the big mysteries. That's the big cycles. Because what we've done is we've looked at the cycles within the self. And we've really focused on the self and our limited environment that we have. Right. So now we're going to go to the above. And now we're going to go to the big cycles. And what we're going to see in the big cycles is they they reflect the patterns that are internally perceived within our own cycles, Mm. you know? So we're going to start seeing that mirror image and that's, Mm. what's going to, that's, what's going to kind of bring on these next couple steps. So this is, again, it's just the completion of the earth and this is the fruit of the labor. And this is such an important, important spot to aim to get to and to almost enjoy the moment that you're in of putting yourself back together. You know, it's, it's a really, in this aspect, when you're putting yourself back together, again, you almost have this creation with this lesser stone of this almost like Zen-like attitude that you're able to start to witness, witness life as. Right. Okay. Because kind of what you've done here is through this process, this was really, this is a, um, a great way to explain it, and this was explained by Alan Watts, and he talks about if you had a light bulb, and I, b- I believe we've spoken about this before, but this is what you've done through this process. So if you have this light bulb, which is right, really bright, and then you take like a curtain and you poke a bunch of holes in it, mm-hmm. and then you put that curtain over the light bulb, you would have a bunch of light coming through those little holes. So what we've done in this process is we've always, that lower ego is the recognizing of just a little hole where the right. light's going through. And they just like, this is, I'm this light. This is what I am. This is the lower ego. So what we've done is we've not only seen that as ourselves, but we've also gone through the process to know that we're also the light behind it. Right. Right. And that's kind of goes back to ego. That light behind it is that ego energy. And the hole is kind of your soul. That's your experience. And you're the, and the light shines through you. Mm-hmm. So this is where the peaceness comes in. And this is where a new approach to a lot of social situations, you know, even trauma that happens in your life is perceived from, and you see it from this deeper, higher perspective. Right. So this is really what kind of gives birth to that, the ideology of that spiritual alchemist. Because we spoke about what is spiritual alchemy, you know, and that's not judging any situation. What is the effect on the soul? Right. Right. And that's what the spiritual alchemist was doing and I know when we brought that up the first time it's just like oh man that's a that's a really tall hill to climb to get to spiritually yeah. like that's a lot but we've now looked at the process of how that spiritual alchemist is actually developed and again the spiritual alchemist is just an individual that doesn't judge a situation whether it's good or bad in the moment but you know what's the effect of the soul on the soul going to be because right. it could have good fortune or it could have bad fortune it all depends on you know how is this going to evolve me spiritually Right. And you kind of get into this state when you get into this fourth step. And you really do um, start to, there's this reinsurance and this gratitude and grace that kind of comes with knowing that you're the whole and the light. Right. You're not just the whole that the light shines through, you're the light behind it. And that's where this balance is going to come from. And that's why when you actually meet somebody who's been in this this um, process, they have like a peaceful, calm 
presence about them. And that's not saying that they're not willful and they can't, you know, get stuff done. It's not saying they're lazy, but there's just this calmness about them mm-hmm. because they're able to, they know themselves, right? which is the name of this podcast, right? Know thyself. And when you know yourself, one, you can't, nobody can cause you pain. Nobody can cause you damage unless you have that self-inflicted wounds that we spoke about. But on top of knowing yourself, you also know that you're, yourself is everything, right? right? And that's kind of what we're, we're really trying to allude to. But there is, there's a peacefulness and there's a calmness that comes with that. Yeah, I mean, right? I, I like your analogy of the light. I think that's a great way of putting at it because once you recognize this, this peacefulness you're coming or uh, explaining or this peace within just comes from the not just the understanding of what is happening on your exterior, but also like all the synchronicities that occur with it too. You know what I mean? Um, you're no longer looking at things in a segregated fashion. You're sort of like, no, this is all part of its plan and it'll take its course the way it needs to. So there's no need to like really put that will you're talking about forth just yet in this moment. Like if, especially if it's not something that immediately can be changed by that will, then you should just let it be as it should be. You know, it it reminds me of that proverb you told me about a a little while ago that I still love because that's kind of how I've always, not always seen life, but there was a time where people would say, do you not care about the consequences? Mm -hmm. But I would see things happen uh, right before me that I'm like, yeah, but that consequence led to this event. And then that event led to this. So like at this point, it's not that I don't care. It's just I'm not going to be as upset as you are about something that, you know, you're fo- you're hyper focused on. You know what I'm talking about? Talking about you know what I'm talking about the proverb. You're talking about the um, the Chinese farmer. Mm-hmm. That's you're that you're exactly right. Though. I, that's perfect. I like that. Well, the comments you're talking about, I feel like that's the representation of that. I understanding of okay, well, you know, the way the aggregates working right now and the synchronicities that can come of this are part of this phase of conjunction at least the recognition of it is something that you should just be okay with and but yeah tell yeah. the proverb so that people know what i'm talking okay. about okay um yeah we can do this i can i can yeah i know this proverb um well if you it's called the chinese farmer and if you get a chance my favorite person i've heard a couple of people speak this but my favorite is actually who the individual that was just giving us the example about the lamp and the lights right which is alan watts and he does a great job just in his Alan Watts kind of voice to do this. Um, I know. I always strive to see if one day I could ever speak like that. Oh man. Isn't <laughs> he like, just oh, the I'm coolest? Like, yes. I'm like, no, so cool. I'll let him do that. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, there's something about, and that's so cool when you see the personality of even educators, because like he does, he has such a different approach to lecturing than Manly P. Hall does, mm-hmm. you know, but they're both so beautiful in their own ways. Right. But there's something about the, the timing of Alan Watts. How he just, he just, yeah. he had a great, that music that was in his head was very beautiful. So, um, great story though. This is the story of the Chinese farmer. This is a great example to bring up for this. So, there, um, there once was a Chinese farmer, mm-hmm. right? And he was he was tending to his land, and when he was tending to his land, his his horse ran away. So that night, the neighbors came over, you know, and they said, "Oh, what bad fortune! I'm so sorry." And the farmer just looked at him and said, "Maybe." Right. So the next day he's tending his farm, doing all the stuff he was doing the previous day. And now his horse returns with seven other horses. Right. So now he has eight horses. So that night the neighbors come over and they're like, oh, what good fortune, what good luck. And he looks at them and smiles and says, maybe. 
the next day, his son is out riding horses, trying to break one of the horses, right? Or try to, um, you know, calm it down. Exactly. And he's bucked off the horse and he falls and he breaks his leg. So that night the neighbors all come over and they're like, oh, what bad fortune, you know, what bad luck. And the farmer looks with a small smile on his face and says, maybe. The next day, the conscription officers are coming around for the army and they're looking for young men to join the army and the conscription officer denies the son because he has a broken leg. So that night the neighbors come over and they're like, oh, what good fortune. And he smiles at them and says, maybe. Right. And that's such a powerful, powerful story when you really start to think about it, right? Because there is this complexity to the universe. And I don't like the word when people say complicated because it's more complexity, yeah. you know, and it, there's this complex nature and we don't know the the effects of good fortune and we don't know the effects of the bad fortune, exactly. you know? Yes. And that's why, that's how the spiritual alchemist perceives the situation. And that's when we see ourselves as the light and as well as the light that shines through, we have ability to almost step back and watch ourselves and watch our emotions and watch our feelings and observe them. Not, not, and not really make a judgment either way. You know, the Buddhists did a great job of this fourth stage of alchemy. And I think a lot of Buddhism where people fall off on Buddhism is because they don't really go through these first three steps as they approach Buddhism. Mm. And they do have processes like this in Buddhism, for sure. They, they, they have these skills. But I think when people just jump into Buddhism because they saw some Dalai Lama quotes and they buy just the first book they see at Barnes & Noble, it's like almost unattainable for them because they're just like, I don't, I don't, you know, I, I'm not feeling this feeling right now that you're describing, right? It's because they don't have the receptors because they didn't cleanse the whole system, right? They didn't purify it. They didn't purify the vessel for purity to come in. Absolutely. Right? Because we attract like, like attract like. You know, and we have this ability. So when the spiritual alchemist is able to detach themselves from the actual situation and become that observer on themselves, they're able to really slow down the process of how we react to situations, especially how we attach ourselves to situations. And there's that detachment that kind of comes. And you notice this with a depolarized person. They're, they don't get swayed by you know, trends or what the energy in society is, they really stay grounded and they really stay kind of composed to themselves. And, you know, where can I find truth in this situation? Mm-hmm. And they're just always on the lookout for that spiritual essence and that that bigger connection. Does that make sense? Absolutely. No, I love that you're explaining even people just hopping into this fourth step because mm-hmm. I definitely fell victim to that when I was, you know, reaching out or at least trying to, you know, take a dive into so many different topics that were resonating with the way I felt internally, but by taking too big of a chomp or at least too big of a bite of something that wasn't really approached in the proper order, it does kind of like, I wouldn't say set you back, but it does. um, I like that you said, what did you say? You said, how come I can't like relate to this feeling? Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like you're reading it. And I think that's where Alan Watts or even um, a lot of the, the quotes that we have that we, we end up mentioning from either Manly P. Hall or from, um, you know, other even psychologists like Young. I think that's where people find themselves 
having a universal conversation nowadays because that data is out there enough for people to sort of go, okay, this is resonating with me because I'm going through some kind of psychological, you know, affair or, or just some, a situation that I want to navigate through. And so they start with these in, intellectuals, but then they realize that what they're paraphrasing about is older than, than anything else, you know right. what I mean? And so I feel like that's where people kind of take a step and go, okay, well, what's the process here to kind of understand more of this um, and know how to, to elevate ourselves. But fortunately life is really hard. So you will find one way or another to enter that door because that's what the universe has in store for any, each of us. You know what I mean? Is that you're going to go through these steps, but if you're already made aware of this, and that's what I hope always out of this podcast, you have some kind of blueprints now to sort of say, okay, this is the disarray that I'm going through now. Is this just a part of one of the seven stages that I'm now on right now? Or about to embark on. And so that's what I'm really thankful for as far as the evolution of consciousness right now with all this wealth of information is what's coming in the next 10, 20, 15, 20, or 30 years. You're going to have more and more people who, when they have these inquisitive periods of their life based on sorrow and, um, you know, true um, spiritual depletion, they're, they're going to be seeking out all of this and find a way to order uh, rearrange, I should say, their perspective on life and mm -hmm. source. Um, so yeah, <laughs> no, I love that. I really, I really like what you're saying though about it. Um, people jumping in on onto the fourth step of of alchemy in a way without even knowing it because it is a lot. You're absolutely right. Whatever it is that you end up jumping into, if you don't have this base level understanding, and I, and I'm still just learning myself, so it's not to say. Um, we can't all get there. It's obviously a, your, everybody's journey on their own, but I do, I, I think it is nice that you're bringing a realistic example, especially with like Buddhism. I know a lot of people are familiarized with Buddhism or, mm -hmm. you know, Taoism and like, yeah, it's just kind of like necessary to take a few steps back before just jumping all the way in. But, uh, but if you do know how to receive all this information, well then like, it all seems like what we were talking about right as we launched this podcast, the most exciting thing about it is mm -hmm. like, oh, now all of this other stuff that I've have open pages to, or have like skimmed through or have, you know, put into a dusty shelf gets reread and you're like, oh my God, it's like, you know, and even the book almost feels like it's like, yeah, we were waiting for you. And yeah. you're like, oh, I'm yeah. sorry, I put you down. <laughs> right. And they're like, no, no, it's what you needed to do. Yep. Like, okay. Yeah. And you bring up a good point. When... When you think about when this fourth step does maybe jump out at people, most times you talk to people and they talk about maybe having like their first spiritual experience and it came out of nowhere. Mm. It's usually not in a line at a Walmart. It's usually out in nature. Right. It's usually, usually out in earth. So I do think mother nature is always calling us back to be like, you know, you got to come. Cause sometimes I think you jump into this four step and you kind of have this spiritual experience and you're like, whoa, what was that? And it's not long lived, right? Because yeah. you don't have the capacity trained, you know, the, that, that, that function yet in right. yourself. Right. Um, but it, it can almost like give you a sneak peek and that kind of, I think forces people to get, start to go back down that process. So like, how do I clean myself so I can always be perceiving that energy? You know, not just once a, once a year when I get to go camping. Yeah. And it happens on like the fourth day, you know, when I finally kind of see this. So 
Yeah, it's very interesting. And, you know, we're always, we talked about attraction and we talked about the idea of, you know, how our soul attracted forms, right? As we evolved through spiritual consciousness and we would have those deaths and those rebirths. But that's exactly what has happened. We've attracted now a form that is more spiritual, has a better spiritual capacity to attract spiritual experiences. Right. Because it's all about the form you get and what it attracts. That's why we went through the whole law of necessity. That was the whole conversation on you know reincarnation. Mm-hmm. You always were dying to be graduated to a more complex form of consciousness. And that's exactly what happens. Your physical death should not be your first death. Right. And that's something that we see through every spiritual practice. Your physical death should not be your first death. And if it is your first death, that's when you'll fear it. But if you've gone through the spiritual practice correctly, you know there's nothing to fear because you are the the light and the light that shines through. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. So um, we really, um, in this this process of the, the lower self dying to give birth to this higher self, we don't also just change what we create, right? Because we talked about, oh, you've now you've created a beautiful, peaceful reality from your thoughts, your emotions, and your actions. So we don't only change what we create, but also how we relate mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. the universe, to the circumstances. And that's kind of what we've been speaking about. But we have this, this deep understanding that everything is alive and everything responds to love. Yes. And that's what also kind of comes from this this really, really beautiful self. And we and we can kind of watch this process of everything being alive and everything responding to love as that faithful overwatcher of right. ourselves. Right. right. It's and, a sacred process, right, man? We've soared above ourselves in order to um I said Hawkman says, in order to sort of bless what we see down below. So like mm-hmm. we really have ascended a little bit higher in order to like start this process and, and uh, rectify everything. That's what he says. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 And you know, that's, again, we're kind of starting to see this great classroom of life, you know, and that's another thing that the alchemist did is every experience was important to the alchemist. Mm. And we, we don't even do that today. You know, there's always some stuff like I did this, 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 just to kind of get through, or I had to do something. But even in these monotonous experiences that we're in, there's a spiritual essence that's trying to get your attention. Mm-hmm. So the alchemist, every moment, is looking for the spiritual substance. And, you know, we just did the patron people. We have a whole Lord of the Rings episode. We just can't figure out how to get it on the patron quite yet, but we're going to figure it out. But we just did that whole episode on Lord of the Rings a good way to watch how this is working to see the magic in every situation is again, just watch Gandalf. Gandalf is, there's no situation that Gandalf is not looking at the bigger potential, bigger consequences or the potential effects of a situation. Even if it looks like it shouldn't be, you know, something could look like a bad thing, but he's just like, we don't know, understand what this part has to play in the whole thing. Exactly. You know what I mean? So, so this, this presence and this awareness kind of comes through. So this, this whole classroom and, you know, something that we always talk about being a teacher, but you know, they always ask me like, is this going to be on the test? And the alchemist treats every experience like it's going to be on the test, but he also knows that it's always being tested. You know, we think it's these big moments in our lives, but it's these little tests. It's these little patterns because Remember that, that false ego, 
is just in a cave in the dungeon, right? So he wants to come back out. So he's going to try to throw you out with the patterns. And we talked about that last week. That was his like death cry with those patterns, mm-hmm. right? But he's always dormant under there that you can give in to jealousy, that you can give in to greed, that you can give in to hate and fear. He would love to make a reappearance. Mm-hmm. He wants to get that life force, you know? So there's also this kind of this protection that kind of comes from this self, but the importance to know that you never know when you're not being tested and the test is always happening, mm-hmm. you know, and gaining that awareness and gaining that understanding is, um, is part of it. But there's also that beauty that comes into it, that every moment is important. And it's, there's this presence that comes with this, this understanding and this peace that we talk about. And this presence really is this almost quiet, quiet reinsurance that, you're always with universal consciousness. You're always with God. You're always with source. And it's always manifesting through you. And what you've really done through this operation is you've taken that lower ego for this to work through you. So when people are on this enlightenment, when they've purified their thoughts, their emotions, and their actions, and that cycle, that current, that circuit is pure, and it's creating the reality they want, this is what they speak about like, I love the Lord, the shepherd, you know, I want not. Because now you've just aligned yourself to universe. You're like, what comes to me comes to me. What, you know, what I lose, I lose. But I know it's all for the betterment of my soul because I'm on this journey to evolve my soul. And I've given fully into that. And how they would see, you know, source or God working through you, you are in like the hands of creation when you've purified yourself. So as long as you follow your path and you know your path, and this is how you know your path is by the purification of yourself. So your true, true path can shine through and shine the way you have no fear. And this is where fear goes away. And this is where that, when we talked about the alchemist who says like, you can't even physically cause me pain because the alchemist knows I'm not my body, I'm my soul. And you can never do anything to my soul. I can give you permission to hurt my soul and I can hurt my soul myself. But other than that, you have, you, you it's not yours. Right. You, you know, it doesn't matter how much money, you have how much power you have, you can never have my soul. So there's this peaceness that comes in the present and this present moment and the gift of life and the gift of the moment. And we really see almost like a being able to like fall into that and almost you've taken the leap of faith of the first three steps. And mm-hmm. now you, like you said, you can kind of just be guided by that light and it can help shine through you. And there's just a, there's just like graceness that comes with it, you know? Cause that's what you, that's what you've combined it in your mind that the sun and the moon, it's pretty much the coming together of your will and your grace, right? Will and grace coming together, coming together, right? You know, spirit and that's and soul. exactly soul and spirit, you know? And that's, that's the really, a really powerful thing. And we know about the will and we know about grace and grace is the idea of, you know, trusting your intuition, you know, seeing the holistic sides of things, surrender. And because we talked about this in the spiritual process, it's so important about what you do, but also what you don't do. And it's that interplay between the twos of action and passive, you know, being passive. And you, this over self, when those two elements are online together, Mm -hmm. 
you have an ability, you, you almost have like this new sense and this higher sense of like your chakras above your body. You know, and you they, they spot they speak about that in Hinduism that chakras go all the way up, right? And that's actually kind of where you start operating from through this overself. Mm-hmm. And so you can actually process the intuition of the moment. So as you think, you also feel, but on a deep self-realization um, kind of feel. You know, not just the feelings of those those wounds that you were feeling before mm-hmm. and the jealousy and the oh I'm offended kind of thing, but like the deep sacred feminine feelings right. of guidance so you just again you become an antenna for spiritual progress and spiritual experiences and you've uh, like attracts like and that's what just kind of keeps going and you're really kind of setting yourself up to just really start climbing those notes later because if you can purify your thoughts your emotions and your actions you are setting yourself up for spiritual development exactly of the highest scale right and and hopefully others. Oh, absolutely, and that's why we come back. That's why we. Come that's why back. we don't just keep climbing the ladder to the stars. We have to come back, and I think that's a that's a great point on that. As long as we're in our physical, that took me a long time to understand this, but now that I'm in my 30s, I just recognize like, oh, I'm just always starting over, you know. And it's great what the universe can give you and how it gives it to you, but it's also it's got a sense of humor about it, you know. Um, I always thought that was interesting that it kind of shows you, it gives you exactly what you needed, as you've said before in the podcast, but it may not be the way you thought, meaning like the lower ego didn't dominate what they, what it just acquired. The higher self was acting and working in conjunction and then the universe provided. And you don't want to get too tricky on that because you can, you can kind of try to take over on the lower ego and be like, look what I've acquired. And I feel like that's exactly when the universe comes around and goes, Hmm, we were wrong about you. So now we take, and you're like, no, wait, you know? Um, but it's good to sort of guide people if you can, who are going through this, because, you know, I know that I have people I've talked about even on the podcast that are very close to me. And it was hard for me to sort of like see them go through their own, you know, stages of, of, of evolution that cause, you know, a lot of pain and destruction, but it was, there's nothing worse than someone who has something to prove about how bad the process, let's say of calcination is going for them. So then they make it even bad for you. Cause they're like, you're not seeing what I'm seeing. So therefore I'm going to make you feel what I feel. I'm like, no, that's your process, not mine. But if you have walked their process, then hopefully you can recognize it and then let them go through it, you know, at their own pace and wait for them at the other end. You know what I mean? Or whenever they need help, you just, you know, you help. But that's how I've definitely lost friends. I know the quote says to, you know, to gain a friend, you must, or to, I think to be a good friend, you must lose a good friend. I think that's what the quote was. But I have friends who I have no qualms with and that's what happened it's like hey you know like this wasn't a process that i was needing to be a part of with you right now but you know if you have enough faith it it will you will continue to rise because the universe will provide the proper guidance for that step to occur it's not a betrayal from the universe but a lot of people do think that's what it is when you're especially in bad situations you know what i mean people are like what the heck is going on and you're like i don't know (laughs) you know um yeah, I mean, you're pretty humble, man. It's, uh, I mean, it's smart. It's a being humble is kind of what you is one of those aspects, and it's such a good thing to have, you know. And it's it's just a trait that you see in so many people, and 
never have you met somebody who's humble and that bothered you. Right. It's one of the greatest things. It's just like compassion. Point. You know, you know, it's never bothering. It's nobody is ever offended by somebody who's humble. Mm-hmm. You know, they might try to pick at them if they're like jealous and they might try to attack that humble person, but the humble person is going to just smile rather than reacting back in fear, you know, because you're giving into the energy that they want to give you. Yes. And that's why you don't drop down. You always stay above the situation. You're always the chess master. And that's what we're doing in this situation. We're really becoming the chess master. We're no longer the pawns. You know, we're not even the king. We're above the board and we're moving all the pieces. Right. You know, so you don't really let, you don't let those challenges happen. You know, like those happen when you especially like, you know, you start dating somebody and then you're going to introduce to their friends. There's always, you know, there could be a challenge that's always kind of put towards you and it's always really sly. And how you handle that situation is very important because you know, you know, you're going to have to experience these people again, and you just want to make sure you come at it from the highest level and never go down into the dirt because that's exactly what they want, you know? But then you got the people who are like, I'm your new wingman. You're like, awesome friend. You you become best friends. So it it goes both ways. But one thing, I can't believe I didn't even mention this um, because we're talking about alchemy and metals. The fourth step is copper. Right, the chakra, the heart right. chakra. Heart right? chakra. Yeah. And what have we been speaking about? You yeah. know, we've been speaking about the that fourth chakra, copper, this idea of really about like compassion and affection, mm-hmm. just this new love for life that's kind of developed. And copper is even an interesting metal because it's a good conductor of heat and electricity. And that's exactly what we're doing. We're becoming a conductor for the spiritual love energy. Yes. And that's what we're kind of putting together in this aspect. So so again, it's not like the it's not the heavy lead of Saturn, right? This is copper. So there's there's some love to it. But again, it's pileable. It's not it's not a structure. It doesn't have that hard of a form. So we still have to keep going. Right. You know, it's not gold. It's pretty, but it's not gold. So we kind of have to keep going. And it just, you know, really just represents that universal love that kind of comes from this because again that's what we kind of get in this 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 step yeah is this universal love and this unconditional love yeah compassion you know connection to everything so that's part of the evolution of the self and the journey i love it man like i said this was this was one it's like these are the episodes i wish i didn't always say i'm so excited for this episode i'm like i should have saved it for one like this because again i love that to make a full circle in the beginning of this episode you completely understand what i'm saying that as you study this um, process it's crazy how i didn't expect the fourth to lend itself as it as it is it it explains itself into the readings that you do and it also is felt by the things that you've already gone through so you're like oh this is coming together in a very interesting way and then it's like you're reading about you're like this is the coming together like oh i just said that exactly so it's really it's a very interesting and powerful thing to to experience no doubt but um i know also before the podcast uh started we were talking about future plans we're coming up on a year so that's really exciting that is exciting yeah and as daniel just said about the patreon account uh it is sort of difficult right now for us to sort of maneuver some things so we have some stuff be patient um we might be moving other things around but as we both evolve in this whole um podcast and and what resources we want to put out there uh you know every month we're putting some new things out including uh, this one podcast that daniel and i just mentioned in regard to lord of the Rings. so for patron members definitely check it out daniel's gonna do an awesome job at putting together um some images that correlate with everything that we said but even if you don't and you just give it a listen it's like any other episode of the podcast we're just a little more 
loosey goosey. It was a Sunday fun day. It was a Sunday fun day. It was fun. And we'll, yeah, and we will do more of those. So anyways, hang tight. Um, and that's it. That's all I got to say. Go yeah. Ahead. Yeah. No. And whatever we end up doing, um, to our amazing patron supporters, um, we promise if we do switch, we're thinking about maybe just like being able to make membership page right off of know thyself. And we, and if we do make that switch, we'll make it as easy as possible. And you guys will get like two or three months free. We're, we're going to just, we just want to give you high fives. Absolutely. So, yeah. Just imagine like 3000 high fives coming at you and that's what you're going to get. So we'll make sure we get you set up, but we just want to get to a format that's just a little easier that we can just upload all the time, mm-hmm. you know, in the process with patron. Yeah. And again, you know, it's like, a, am like a caveman with my hands, like typing the keyboard. Yeah. Like, I just don't know computers. So yeah, we're going to try to find a streamline something, but we promise that there'll be so much more material coming and some cool stuff coming on the horizon too. Absolutely, so, yeah. man. I mean, uh, one other thing that we talked about. So Daniel always comes to my place to do the recording of the podcast and, um, and that's always a, a treat. So, you know, there's so many different things that we're going to kind of introduce in order to streamline more interactions. So if we can do, um, we're going to set up some new, hopefully equipment that allows, I mean, Daniel's already looked into it that allows us to pick up those videos, sort of like a online community zoom that we can sort of talk to people and then also evolve the, the, the thing, the lessons that we want to provide for people, um, that are paid for by you in order to have a little more in-depth conversation about either the topics that have been on the podcast or topics that we haven't talked about, um, certain um, uh, materials that you can use that are applicable that right. re- regard all of this. And so, you know, Daniel's got a Vimeo page. I got a Vimeo page. Uh, we got cameras. We got microphones. It's like all these things, but it's a it's a matter of like putting it together to where you, the listener, as you already are doing for us, can actually interact uh, a little more fluidly and a little more um, consistently for for you and for us, because that's what's going to keep us always on our toes, right? Like we, we're not talking about anything that nobody else can learn about themselves. We're just here to introduce something that hopefully can aid you to know thyself. And so I want to I want to seriously take the next step into how we can do that a little bit better. So again, hang tight. I know we say that a lot, but man, everything goes so fast. Everything. Yeah. We were like, we're in the conjunction phase of the podcast right now. I oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like we, cause we figured out the essences and now we're trying to put something together yeah, to get something right. really the divine, divine creation, hopefully. Absolutely, man. So, so cool. Uh, anything else? I think until next time. All right. Until next time.